0: I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss, and I shine like boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss, and I shine like boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss, and I shine like boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss, and I shine like boss. This is Single and Probably Asexual with Kendra K. Well, I think I just nailed my new intro. Just kidding. Hello, 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 ciao, hola, hola, hello, that's all I know, and hello, hello, privileged white girl saying hello, hello, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Anyways, (coughs) wow, excuse me, we're getting off to a real great start here doja cat and then some coughing anywho thank you all for being here today no matter where you're at no matter if you're listening to this episode 10 years from now or if you're listening to this episode right when I post it I appreciate you just being here listening um yeah to be heard is hmm hmm to be heard mm hmm hmm I don't know, yeah. It's a scary thing, but it's also a beautiful thing. Anyways, um, I have been a little MIA lately. Um, Quick little catch you up on Kendra right now. Um, I haven't recorded in so long. I mean, I've been doing interviews with people, which I'm very excited about, and those will be coming soon but i told myself that i was going to record an episode by myself and then record and then post an interview and kind of do that pattern and it took me a minute to record this episode and i even told you guys what this episode was going to be called the single woman at 30 that's me and It took me a minute to record this because I can tell you for a fact right now, the single woman at 30 is tired and is exhausted. And no matter all the beauty and benefits about being single and all of this stuff that I love and I am here to talk to you about today, there are also cons, I'm not going to lie. The last few months have been rough. Dealing with it all on my own has been rough. But it just further shows me that I am a bitch and a boss and I shine like gloss, you know? Um, Yeah, it's been a lot. I used to live in a van, keyword there, used to, phrase. um, And now I don't. And it's very sad, but it's also very good. I was going through a whole bunch of mechanical issues with my van. So much to the point where I was needing to find different places to live, to crash. I've rented countless cars in order to, you know, get myself from place to place, in order to still work, in order to still get to photo shoots and weddings. Um, and while I was going through all of that my dog was incredibly sick which wasn't super stressful he's got a lot of allergies and i am now hand making his food which doesn't sound as awful as it is it's actually kind of fun and i know that he's getting you know better stuff for him and he's been healing a lot which is great and beautiful But towards the end of both of our van experiences, we were at our lowest, I think. Zeke was really sick um, because he was really sick and his skin allergies were going crazy. My allergies were going crazy, especially being in a 60 square foot van, um, you know, with not that great ventilation at night. It was just, you know, it was a whole thing. So I took it upon myself for my, self-care and mental health and well-being and my dogs to get an apartment. And it's a was a big decision. I definitely saw myself being in the van for at least the next three to four years. And so I'm not going to lie, I'm still processing that. Um, I'm still processing that I had to let go of my dreams a little bit earlier than I wanted to. But there were a lot of things that factored into me getting an apartment and i can say that i feel very good about my decision even though i am still processing and it is still sad i still have the van i still plan to keep the van i still plan to travel in the van when i can <laughs> oh but i think with the situations that I was going through with this particular van and all the mechanic issues and just a series of unfortunate events honestly um, I'm thinking maybe having a base a place to live a stationary home um, is going to be beneficial for myself and the dog so we definitely still plan to travel in this van I mean the amount of money that I have put into this van, just mechanic bills, let alone, since July, has been insane. I am fully in debt right now, which another reason was playing into me getting an apartment. Um, I just need to be home. I just need to be in Washington, and I need to be by my clientele. I need to get myself out of this debt. Um, I incurred... incurred... um... Five figures of debt for bills. It's been, it's a lot of money. It's been a lot of money. Um, You know, a possible down payment on a house. A full vehicle is what I am now trying to pay off here. So that's, you know, it's been a lot, but I feel good to be in Washington. And um, I feel good in my apartment. I feel great. Um, living in Bellingham. I'm no longer in the Seattle area. I wanted to be near family and my cousins and so it's been great. No complaints so far. I'm just still processing everything that happened. Like November 21st, I think I was supposed to be probably in Arizona right now, making my way to Southern California for the winter and now I am here, and that is okay, because sometimes, you know, that just happens with life. So to recap, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. My life has totally changed. I've been in a situation that I've never been in before, which is debt. I've, you know, I've never gone to school or nothing. I've never had debt. Um, and so, you know you gotta make decisions. And being a single person, I had to make all those decisions on my own. And I didn't know if I was making the right decision at the time. But all I knew is that I didn't want to hop back in this van and be stranded again, and let alone be stranded in an area that I was not familiar with. Um, So yeah, you know, So it took me a while to get here, to get here to be able to record this episode because I was just trying to catch up on a lot of things in life and settle in and breathe and really um, accept this new, unexpected life that I am in right now, which is a home. And you know what, it's been great. It's been really great. I love having a um, shower and a toilet and a full kitchen that I can make my dogs food in. So it's been wonderful. But anyways, moving on. Did you ever ask this to someone in the past or overhear someone asking this or just overhear this entire interaction that I'm about to say? You know, when sometimes some people ask others, why are you not in a relationship? And it's mostly people asking women this. Um, And the reply often is, because I'm having fun. And there is something pretty profound and big there. Having little constraints in your life, like a partnership, opens up your life tremendously. And yes, that opens up your life tremendously to hard times too, and having to go those alone. But of course it just makes you a stronger person, so there's always beauty in that. But, and you know, I'm not saying that you can't have fun in a partnership, but I hear about way more fun from single people than I do people in relationships. You know, when I talk to somebody who is not in a relationship, doesn't have those obligations, can't do things on the whim, you know, they've, it's always planned, you got to talk to your partner, all of this stuff. But when I talk to people who are single, it's just like all of these adventures, and it doesn't even need to be extreme adventures, like traveling or anything. And it's just like, you know what, I felt like going for a walk last night. And I stumbled upon some people at this bar and I went into the bar and I had fun drinking with these people that I don't know. And I made some new friends. It's, There's more that opens up your life when you are the only, <clears throat> excuse me, when you are the only one in control of it. And I just think that's super cool because I have heard that saying for so many years, because I'm having fun, because I'm having fun. And, like, there is something to that. And, again, I'm not saying that relationships can't be fun, but I think relationships can be pretty detrimental to a lot of people. Um, Not just, like, emotionally detrimental, but, like, their life. You know, some people get in relationships just to be in relationships. Um, and that's the issue there, you know. When you're getting into something in search of something more deeper and meaningful. You think you're going to be a better person, X, Y, Z, all these things. And then A, you've realized that you've gotten into a relationship for the wrong reasons. And B, you've probably realized that you've also gotten into a relationship with the wrong person. And life isn't fun. (laughs) It's not fun. It's probably stressful. It's probably even more stressful if you have kids with your partner, if you share a home with your partner, if you share a pet with your partner, if you share any sort of property, equity, anything. So I just love the phrase, because I'm having fun. So you know what I say to that? Why not have fun? Why not have fun? Why not be single? You know? Fun fact, I was doing a little bit of research for this episode. And, um, which I plan to do, I plan to do a little bit of research for all the episodes that I do on my own, which again is why I was kind of a little behind on recording this episode. You know, I just didn't have the time. I was emotionally, mentally, physically overwhelmed. So I was doing a little bit bit of research um, on this episode and I came across um, the word spinster and I had no idea that the word spinster is derived from a woman spinning thread. And this was a job that only was available to single lower income family household women back in the day. So this was the job that we gave the single women back in the day. And we all know the opinions and viewpoints that society had on single women back in the day. You were unmarriable. You were worthless. You if you weren't there to be a wife to a man or bear children, then you had no almost right to live. So knowing that and how we used to treat single women, you know, hundreds of years ago, even decades of years ago. So the word spinster, they would give this job to single women because it was, yeah, a, a lower level job that a single woman could do. And it was spinning thread. And so that has coined the term, the, the, well, the word spinster. And I think that's pretty cool, you know, because I would... When I first heard the word spinster, I think I heard it from like older women who were single and they're like, oh, I'm just a spinster, you know, I'm just out here living and, you know, doing my thing. And I, of course, would hear that from older women because the term spinster was also kind of used for an older woman. So not only just a single unwed, unmarriable woman, but also an older woman. So... Yeah, just interesting. I had no idea. Like, I've obviously heard the phrase spinster, but I didn't realize that it was off of a job that was given to women because of how little society thought about them. Anyways, moving on. I would be happy to be a spinster when I grow up. You know, I maybe can't call myself a spinster now. I'm only 30. I'm incredibly young, but... I could be a spinster in the next 20 to 30 years. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. Um, Okay, so let's get into this. Like, we already haven't gotten into this. So, pros and cons, obviously, to being single. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the single and 30-year-old woman is exhausted. (laughs) She is tired as fuck. She is tired of being a one-income household. She is tired of having to get up to do everything on her own. She is tired of hearing maybe thoughts and opinions from other people, their family, their friends, saying that they need to be in a partnership or you need to be married soon or have kids soon. We are tired, we're exhausted. And I also wanna mention, of course, that I sit here, a tired 30 year old single woman, but I'm not nearly as tired as the 30 year old black woman or any woman of color that is also my age. Because we could be in the same shoes, but the shoes are never the same. My shoes come with a lot of privilege and I realize that. And although I am thankful For where I have gotten today in my business and with how much I make and my income and um, all of that, I fully understand that, you know, I charge the way I charge because I'm very fucking talented. But I know that I am worth this, but there is also just a huge level of privilege, me being white and running my own business. But if you talk to a woman of color who is my same age, the story could be a whole lot different, and rightfully so, because the shoes are not the same. My shoes come with privilege. So I just want to acknowledge that as well. But I mean, we're tired. (laughs) We're freaking tired. It is a lot to do life. And I think most people listening to this can probably agree, whether you're 30, whether you're 20, whether you're 50, whether you're 80. I mean, maybe when you're 80, hopefully you're retired, you're living great, you're sipping cocktails in your retirement home or on the beach. Let's pray and hope that 80 is great. But We are tired, you know? Single women are tired. Single mothers are tired. There is a lot just to do in life these days that makes life seem not worth it at times. I mean, with all of the injustices and stuff happening today, insane, insane climate change and crop failure and... My Trader Joe's not having potatoes for two months because of crop. It's just, it's sometimes scary to just be going through life today. There's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot that none of us can really plan for. And so for me, you know, the single person who also runs their own business and who's never been told how to run their own business there's a lot of unknown there as well and I hate I hate the word hustle and I hate that mentality because I don't think that life should be about that but there comes a certain point in my day or life or my week where I'm like fuck I really have to I really have to work (laughs) because I am In full support of my own self financially all of that stuff I have to take care of my own health insurance sometimes I just don't have health insurance no like depending on where I'm at financially depending on where my business is at and stuff like that is scary but all that stuff I got to deal with and it's fucking exhausting and it's lofty to think that maybe my life would be a little bit easier if I had a partner, you know, and we were splitting these burdens in life, you know. We were splitting the bill. Oh, my God, excuse me. I'm leaving it in, whatever. We're splitting the bills. We're splitting the walks that we do with the dog. We're splitting going to the grocery store. We're doing... You know, it's a it's a partnership. That's the only reason that I would want to be in a partnership is if it was a true partnership. But I'm not, and I have to do all this shit by myself. And I'm not sitting here saying that I do it all myself perfectly and eloquently and beautifully every day. It's hard. It's really hard. Sometimes it's really hard to get out of bed, but that could just be my depression talking. But I also think it's just being single in 2022. But to also piggyback off of that, I also think there's a lot of great reasons to also be single in this day and age as well, because like I said, in a life and a time where everything seems so unknown and we don't know what crazy narcissist is going to run our country one day or what we're going to be missing out the next day, whether it be a loss of a lineage of species, or food, or anything. There are benefits to being single at this time. Because no matter how hard life can be, you know, all the shit that you can be thrown at. But I'm still having fun. I can still have fun. So again, there's, you know, there's benefits and there's cons. Um, But I want to tell you about my lord and savior, Tracy Ellis Ross. If anybody has followed me on Instagram, I share her stuff via stories. I haven't done it in a while, but that's just because I've been on TikTok, just to be honest. But I'm obsessed with this woman so much. I've been obsessed with her for so long. I think she is just a powerful woman. I love her style. She, among other people, inspire me and encourage me to wear more bolder colors, because why not? Because life is so short, and why don't you just have fucking fun? And just everything she says, I just resonate with. She's just, she is my God. She is my God. And she said this really powerful quote that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about recently, and... Um, I don't know if she was talking to Jimmy Fallon or another Jimmy or whatever. But she said, I am not interested in being in a relationship just to be in a relationship. And that is, that's just a really powerful statement because I look at a lot of people today and I feel that that statement doesn't ring true to them. I think a lot of people today Pride their self-worth and their worth on life and yeah, just their just their own worth. They they factor that into also being in a relationship. They say, Oh, well, I'm with someone, so therefore I am worthy. And being single does not make you any less worthy, but society would say otherwise, you know, society would say that you know, if you're not married and starting to have a family that you're probably living a very lonely, miserable life. (laughs) When on the other side of that statement, we're really just, say it with me now, folks, having fun. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of ick that I feel around being in a relationship and I am like Tracy Ellis Ross. I am not looking towards being in a relationship just to be in a relationship. If ever you see me in a relationship one day, it's because I love someone. And it's not for who they are or what they have. It's them at their core. It's their it's their flaws, it's their beauty. It's the good things about them. It's the bad things about them. It's just unconditional love. I don't want to be in love with the idea of someone or get into a relationship and think this could be the person and maybe they're not quite there yet or maybe we're not quite there yet, but I'm going to take that leap. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. I'm not taking any leaps. If I want to be with someone, it's because there is just so much unfiltered love there. And I think that's how it should be. But a lot of people don't jump into relationships that way. Um People think, oh, this person maybe has a good job, or this person has very good family core values, all this stuff. But a lot of people get into a relationship with this hope and idea of what their partner could be. And a lot of times that fails and it doesn't happen. And you're left frustrated, confused, either you've dumped them or they've dumped you because it was never going to work because you couldn't love this person for who they were initially. You loved the idea of them and you loved the possible idea of the life that you guys could have together. So, I mean, for me personally, I'm, I'm going to be with someone when I want to be with a certain specific someone. And who knows when that time will come. But until then, I'm going to have fun. Because I can almost ensure that when I do meet that person, life will be fun. Life will be more fun than the life that I already have, the life that I have already cultivated. Life will be more fun with this person who has also cultivated their own life, had the journey through self, maybe has gone through their own spiritual journey too, their own healing journey that is highly important for every single human individual on this earth. And if you're not leaning towards growth, then I truly feel sorry for you. But... I'm waiting for that to happen with the right person. And and I think more people should do that because it not only ensures that you're going to be in a healthy, beautiful, uplifting, nurturing, loving relationship, a relationship that the two of you can have immense amount of fun together. When you wait for that person, you have that time for that deep, solo, one-on-one journey that you will take with yourself. And I will sit here on this podcast till the day this podcast is over and till the day I die or whenever this ends, that getting to know yourself, being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable with where you're at in life, and being comfortable with being alone is so... So, so critical to everything in life, to everything in life. It's critical to your future partner, but before that, it's critical to yourself. And after that, it could be critical to your future children. You being your own independent person who has pushed through their own boundaries, pushed through their own pain, pushed through their own circumstances in life that have made them who they are or that have brought them down further and further, the more that you can push through that and push through those boundaries and push through those life events that happen, the amount of strength and power you can feel about yourself and about the possibilities of life are truly remarkable. Like, I think about myself and this life that I have lived, and I couldn't be more proud of where I'm at today. I have created a successful photography business that will reach six figures within the next few years, you know, maybe sooner. But I have also built a tiny home with my own two hands, with no knowledge, no know-how, no nothing. I have traveled. I have gone to Burning Man. I've gone, I've done amazing experiences I just went to Tulum in Mexico and I did this thing called the Tamascol and you go in and you sweat. And for those of you who know me, I sweat like crazy. So I wasn't able to finish the Thomas skull but the fact that I made the two rounds that I did, I was so proud of myself. And it's just all these little things that add up in my life and I the the most recent one that i am proud of is this apartment in a time of like total despair for me i was still able to rent an apartment get nice furniture everything is secondhand of course and provide this space like i'm looking at it right now and i'm getting emotional because it is so pretty this little apartment that i've created in like a couple weeks And this space that I have created for myself that is healing and nurturing and just what I need right now. Even though my thoughts are still with my dreams, they're still with my van, but I have got myself here. And in the future, I always know that I can always get myself back here to this place of love and healing and support that I know that I need right now. And just knowing all of these things that I've personally done in life and that I have succeeded in doing in life, all on my own, I mean, snaps for Kendra. Because, I mean, this, it is not easy. It is not easy. It is not easy to run your business. It was not easy to spend months physically building a home, having to give that up. It was not easy moving into this apartment. Nothing is ever easy. And I sit here knowing that and have moved through things in life, knowing that life is never gonna be easy or fair or anything like that. But I feel, I sit here and I feel so powerful. I feel so powerful within myself, knowing that I've got myself and I have have the know-how, I've got the tools. I know what I need to do for myself. I know what I need to do to make myself successful I know what I need to do in order to feel nourished and loved through the people in my life and it's you know yeah I mean it's just there are mass mass benefits to being on your own and I think 75% of the time, those who are single and have gone through just life like I have, doing shit on your own, picking yourself back up, getting yourself into a new place in order to heal and, you know, progress in life. It's, you know, you know that it's 75% of the time, it's not going to be easy. It is going to be hard. But that other percentage, I cannot do math well, I'm going to say 35, but it's probably 25 That other percentage, you can really like nourish yourself and sit and heal and love yourself for the 75% of life that is really fucking rough. But you know, I wouldn't have it any other way because these are things that only I can teach myself and that life can teach me rather than me learning this through a partnership. I would have not have known about solitude and growing through myself, enjoying my own company, not feeling lonely, but living with being alone, which are two different things. Picking myself up out of incredibly rough situations on my own, not having to rely on someone financially, emotionally, or physically. I mean, these are things that only I can teach myself. And I choose to teach myself these things because I choose to be in this journey of learning and loving yourself. And a lot of people cannot do that and That's why they seek out partnerships is because they have a hard time being alone They have a hard time sitting with their own thoughts They have a hard time dealing with the stressors of life on their own and I Want to sit here and say part of me gets it but for me personally, I do not get it I'm sorry. I just I don't get it and I would rather be Alone and going through all of these hard things in life and being a stronger person and feeling more powerful in myself, in my body, in my decisions every single day than being in a relationship with someone that is not healthy. And it is, you know... I, there's a lot of people that I know in my life that are obviously in relationships, they have committed partners, they have children, they are either married and, you know, I can probably maybe think of like a handful on, I I can think of maybe less than five people that I think are truly with the person that they're supposed to be with. And no matter how difficult, you know, things happen in life, like, they've got each other in that regard, but I sadly look at most of the people in my life and the relationships that they're in, and I just don't, I don't see, I don't see it, you know, I just don't see it, and I, and I, it makes me feel more sad for people, you know, um, and, you know, I really just think people need to just think just a little bit more before they get into relationships with people, because once you are committed in other ways, like children, property, finances, mm-hmm. joint accounts, once you're there, um, there's an added pressure on your relationship, and some people will bear it all and stick through it, even though they're miserable. Or it'll end in catastrophe. And sadly, I see that in a lot of relationships in my life, unfortunately. So it's my own birth control, if you will, for not wanting to be in a relationship. Looking at very, very close people in my life and hearing some of the things that they say about their long-term relationships. And, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think my moral of my story and I think any piece of advice that I can give anyone else is just wait you know you don't have to be in any sort of situation right now because of your where you're at in life your age because of who you are like your sex like if you're a woman and you feel like you need to be in this nurturing like nurturing a partner because this is what like you're born. like us women are kind of like inherently we're bred to nurture and heal and you know that's why women birth children and there's a big reason why most women are the primary parent from like age newborn to two years old because women have that nurturing side that oftentimes a lot of like cisgendered men don't and I just think I just would I just would hope and wish that other people just thought a little bit more about what they truly want and what they need in life and not what their family or friends or society is telling them that they should do. And uh, recently I am someone who has been shown throughout this pandemic that I actually have, I have less people to rely on in life. I've had some good friends of mine ghost me. They don't, you know, people don't talk to me anymore. I've had to break up with one of my best friends of a really long time um, there's just a lot of things that I'm moving through in life that I am aligning myself with those who are also moving through life in that way. Um, like I said earlier, if you are not someone who turns towards healing, then I will not be a victim of you not bettering yourself um and keeping yourself in this box um, that is just detrimental. So I am a very spiritual person. I am in the woo. I have been getting into meditation. I pull tarot cards and oracle cards. I burn incense every day. I've got crystals literally on me right now. And I am investing in things like that Tulum trip, like I'm investing in things in life that, um, that is making me grow from like the inside out. And I see a lot of people in life won't do that. And when you get to that point, I've been talking to so many other friends about this That they're also experiencing a lot of fall off with people in their life. Because for us spiritual woo people, common conversation doesn't do it for us anymore. Um, Analyzing life in a superficial way does not do it for us anymore. And we now are seeking that out from other people who are also in that same boat. And it's the boat of diving deeper within your own consciousness and subconscious mind, within your heart, within your heart chakra, within all of your chakras, understanding those and surrounding yourself with like-minded woo-woos. And it's been hard these past few years having a lot of people kind of drop off. And at first it made me kind of scared and sad that I had less people to communicate with and rely on in life, but it's only made me realize that I value depth and I value growth. And if that isn't, if I don't see that in other people, it's hard to just be with those people. Um. But it's also really reaffirming and reassuring to know that, that, that I'm not the only one who thinks that way. Um, one of my next podcast interviews coming up, the next few is with a good friend, Andrea, and she was just up at my apartment this last weekend and we were talking about that. We were talking about just not feeling aligned or connected with certain people in our life. And sometimes it, it's by their own doing or our own doing And sometimes it's just when you are speaking or talking to this person, there's nothing there anymore, which can be sad. But, you know, having less in your life. So for me personally, having less friends, because I've always had so many friends, but having less in the right cup, you know, in the cup that I'm also in. And that doesn't mean the single cup at all, like. A lot of people that I am friends with still and am looking for for friendships for the future are those people in this journey or who have been through this journey um and will always still be going through this journey. The journey of self never ends there are so many things that you can do to further continue continue your dive into self and It's just, it's just, it's, I just, I can't stress enough how powerful that is. So I'm searching for those like-minded people and those people that are no longer in my life or who have fallen off on their own accord. It's necessary. It's highly necessary. And as sad as I was at first to feel kind of disrespected by some people, and then as sad as, as I was to have to let go of some people, it's all for the better and it's all for it's all for god and god is you god is me god is my friend god is my friend's child like well this is not something we're going to get into today obviously but you know there's a lot of like um hate towards kanye Rightfully so. I mean, he, the stuff that he has been saying with the platform that he has given and the stuff that he's been saying recently, it's just, it's incredibly wrong. It's so wrong and it's so bad and it's so detrimental to those young people who are looking up at at him as a leader. But I will give you one thing Kanye believes that he is God and we all are God and we all have to start believing in that more. And when I can look at someone and see God within themselves and they can see God within me, That's the relationship that I want. Those are the friendships that I want and those are the future partnerships that I want. And you won't get to that point without doing that spiritual journey. You won't get to that point without being incredibly alone and having to rely on yourself and having to switch your narrative up in your head and saying, you know what? I am God. I am holy. I am a goddess. I am divine. There is no one else in this world like me start acting like it all right so funny I used to start off thinking like oh I'm probably gonna like record for like 30 minutes and then it's like no bitch you're fucking Gemini like you can talk for days so wrapping up here I hope that you've been able to be with me here for all of this because it was you know There was a lot I went over. Anyways, so I wanted to say um, or recite to you all some quotes from a famous single women. And I think this is really cool and important because at times we, at times, scratch that, we idolize celebrity. And there is no one that has more of a say on someone else in the celebrity world than just a random fucking person off the street. And, you know, celebrities, they're put on this pedestal, but then they're also shamelessly mocked for the stuff that they do in life, for who they are. Um, I mean, think about the Kardashians. I'm not here to say that I like them or don't like them. I think there is good and bad to everybody and everything. But I mean, you know, I know that the Kardashians go through a lot of publicity and a lot of um, shame through their viewers and watchers and people, you know, like, it's just, we think that we have a right to talk about celebrities. So I think that these quotes from famous single women are very powerful, because they've not only decided to go against the grain of life and the grain of what everybody has been saying to them, but they've, you know, they, they've they stuck true to themselves in the face of, like, you know, adversity in the face of, people just mathing you because you're a famous person and people feel that they have the right. Anyways, so Diane Keaton, one of our very, very famous solo women. She has been single, I think like all of her life, most of her life. Anyways, so she said, I remember when I was young and I honestly believed in some ridiculous way that you would find someone who would be the person that you lived with until you died. I don't think that because I'm not married And I don't, oh, excuse me. She said, I don't think that because I'm not married, it's made my life any less. The old maid myth is garbage. Amen. The old spinster myth, garbage. Condoleezza Rice, former secretary of state, enjoyed a long career as a political scientist and diplomat. She was never married and never had kids. And she would say I always say the fact of the matter is you don't want to get married in the abstract you want to get married to someone and I've just not found that person that I want to get married to snaps for miss rice this is exactly what I was talking about earlier people get in relationships and they get married because they think that that's what they have to do and they find someone that's maybe 50% aligned with them and think we can grow into it no why don't you just wait until you find that one someone? <laughs> um, and then, you know, we also have like the f- most famous, you know, line from Emma Watson about declaring herself or calling herself being self-partnered. Um, And I, that was really cool to hear when she said that. I think that, I mean, it was a while ago and who knows she could be in a relationship now, but you know, a very famous woman coming off of doing Harry Potter and also going to college. Like, she she just was a badass. Um, So her saying that she was self-partnered after being this, like, very powerful woman who you think has, like, done it all in life already, even though she was still so young. Like, she's had this entire movie career. She went to, I believe it was Brown, too. She, like, went to college. It's just beautiful. Um... But that, yeah, her being self-partnered, I remember that line sticking with me a lot when I was growing up in my 20s. Um, Amelia Clark said, I think as a woman, it's in our nature to nurture someone else, and sometimes at the expense of ourselves. Um, And again, that was something that I also mentioned earlier, is that, you know, women are, were... You know, cisgendered women and people who identify as a woman, there's, they are, there's this level of care that we have inherently and innately. And again, it's why a lot of women are mothers and they want to have children because there's this level of compassion in them that is almost overflowing. And sometimes we, put, we place that compassion elsewhere. Um, and to be the nurturer in a relationship, especially if it's one that is either abusive and you've been put in this position to be the person who cooks and cleans and nurtures and does all of this stuff, it could be incredibly detrimental. And like Amelia Clark said, sometimes at the expense of ourselves. Drew Barrymore. The truth is most likely one day you will meet somebody and it will be gone. And once it's gone, it's really gone. Why does no one tell us about how important it is to enjoy being single and being by yourself? Again, another powerful quote, because we are not taught that. We're not taught that. We're, when we speak to children that are three or four years old, we tell them, well, one day you'll grow up and you'll find the husband or the wife that you're gonna marry and you'll have a family with. We are telling our children their future. And we are not taught about the importance of being on your own and not only being on your own, but enjoying being on your own. Because a lot of times in life, you can and you will find yourself on your own. And if you don't know how to cope, if you don't know how to be, if you don't know how to live, it's going to be very difficult. Um, yeah, I just think kids need to be taught more of that growing up and not just having this predetermined life that everyone in their family has been telling them since birth. One day you'll have a family, one day you'll get pregnant, you'll have kids. Anyways, okay, this is a long one, but I really love this one. It's Chelsea Handler. It's not just okay to be single for both men and women. It's wonderful to be single and society needs to embrace singlehood in all of its splendiferous, solitary glory. Next time you see a woman, okay, this is really important, people, listen to this, please. Next time you see a single woman, instead of asking her where her boyfriend or her husband or partner is, congratulate her on her accomplished sense of self for reaching the solitary mountaintop by herself without a ring on her finger weighing her down like a male paperweight. Without single women and the impressive sense of self, where would we be without Queen Elizabeth, Marie-Sophie German, Susan B. Anthony, Florence Nightingale, Jane Austen, Harper Lee, Diane Keaton, Greta Garbo, Jane Goodall, and me, myself and I. Being single is delightfully more than it's cracked up to be, if you can stand the horror of your own company, that is. I love that. I love when she said, next time you see a single woman, instead of asking her where her partner is, as if she shouldn't be out in these streets walking around without a partner, congratulate her. Oh my god, you're single? You have a place on your own. Oh my gosh, you got kids on your own. You got a dog on your own. You got your business on your own. Fucking go. Tee off. Pop off, girl. Love it. Congratulate them. Because this shit ain't easy. That's a whole lot easier to just slip a ring on your finger and have that partner. But literally feel weighed, weighed down in your own life. Um, And then I just love her little line at the end. If you can stand the horror of your own company, that is because it's not easy at first. And that is why a lot of people fall back on relationships is because they can't be by themselves. Um, It's either too sad or depressing or they don't know what to do. They've never had the time to like explore new hobbies. So they just sit around. They don't do much. There is a horror to it at first, for sure, because you're learning all you're learning about yourself on your own. And again, it's just, it's easier to just slide into a relationship. But yeah, I just thought that was a great quote. I thought all of those were great quotes. And it's really cool to see, me personally, to see a lot of powerful, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other women that I didn't even mention on that list, like Mindy Kaling and Charlize Theron. There's just so many strong and beautiful and powerful women that yeah, are famous and then there's also some that are not that we we don't acknowledge in the way that we should. Um, so yeah. That's it. <clears throat> Thank you for joining my single and thirty TED Talk. <laughs> I appreciate it. And again, I appreciate your guys' patience. Um, Now that I have settled into this very new life, I plan to be more diligent with this. Um, I already have a handful of interviews that I already have recorded and in my little laptop right now, so I'm very excited. Um, Not next week, but the week after, you will hear from my good friend, Zach. And we will be talking about celibacy and polyamory, oddly enough. Um, Zach was celibate for, um, you know, a portion of his life, and I have been celibate for going on way too many years. Um, And so we just have a really candid conversation about that um, and how that further, you know, how you can further evolve with itself, with like not having sex, um, with not relying on this like pleasure to get you through life. And again, it just reverts back to being like on your own and enjoying your own company and figuring out what you like in life. That's more than just the superficial, the relationship, the sex, the the marriage, the house, the everything. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear that conversation. Um, But anyways, have a wonderful day. Um, To everybody who is listening, who is single and who has been going through life on their own. And, you know, just, just been going through life. Just keep fucking going through life. Keep doing it because you're worth it. Um, And the further that you go through life on your own, the further that you'll prove to yourself that you are worth it. The more you'll learn about yourself. And that's just the greatest gift that we can give ourselves in this lifetime is truly understanding who we are and loving who we are, most importantly. So, yeah. All right. Signing off. Mm, you thought I was done just kidding so went on a walk and I was thinking about what I had just recorded and I forgot about something very very important another celebrity quote that I wanted to um, include in this Because I think this person says it so beautifully and eloquently, and I just love it. So uh, Jonathan Van Ness was on the Drew Barrymore show, and Drew asked him what their advice was for people who are dating. And he goes, my advice for people who are dating or for people who are not dating is to really invest in yourself. And... Then he goes on to talk about, um, he says when he did this, he did yoga one day, and they were teaching him about how everybody has this magnetic energy inside of them. And that can either be a positive energy or can be negative energy, but they have this sort of energy inside them. And when we tap into who we are, and we work on that magnetism, like the stuff that makes us glow, that makes us happy, that makes us sing, if we work on that inner magnetism, people will be attracted to that like a magnet. And then he kind of rounds it out by saying, so there's really no loss if you work on yourself. Wise words.